Everyone stay up and play for the last cartoon show of the day. TV Funhouse coming through with animals that pee and poo. Annabelle's adventuring. Did you ever watch that show? The few times I stayed up and, and watched it, because I remember it being on kind of late. It was all about staying up late. Not doing your homework and watching fucking Comedy Central and what it, I think it vacillated between Comedy Central, uh, Adult Swim, and uh, MTV VH1. You know, like whatever's airing the music videos. You know what I mean? You know what sucked? I think I might have mentioned this before. That growing up in New Jersey, I didn't have Cartoon Network. Oh wow! So I didn't. More of the pity for you. <laughs> I never saw Cartoon Network until I moved down here. Till I was like thirteen. Damn, so, that's a damn shame. Yeah, yeah, right? Wow, that <laughs> like, uh, that hurts. <laughs> I hear people do the fucking debates of like, oh, uh, Nickelodeon versus Cartoon Network shows or whatever. And like, mine was just always Nickelodeon by default. Because just I just didn't, never, oh no. <laughs> like, oh, you guys are watching what? Meanwhile, like, the shows I was watching, I know weren't very good, but it was like... I didn't know there was anything else. Right. Like, oh, y'all are watching, what's that, Powerpuff Girls, Dino, uh, fucking Johnny Bravo? Oh, my lord, Dexter's Lab. I Meanwhile, can't. I was watching, like, Rocket Power. Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> you were, like, you were living like a kid in the 80s who only had so many options. You know, you ever think about, like, Batman? Had three like, channels, that was yeah, it. And all you had to watch were these things that were clearly just trying to sell you toys and weren't actually trying to, like, entertain you for real. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> because, like, Nick was good, but it had, like, it, it was SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents and... And fucking Spongebob, for me, it hit me at a weird age to where I felt like I was too old for it. Oh, so you're too old for Spongebob. That's how I feel. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Spongebob in my life. <laughs> we could not be more polar opposites. I, <laughs> I, let me tell you. I used to, like, straight up and down, this is how much I used to watch this fucking show. Me and my sister watched it all the goddamn time, and, like, whenever it wouldn't be on and we would just be bored, like, I w she would just be like, hey, act out an episode. And I would just, like, have a whole episode just memorized. Like, <laughs> I would do, wow. like, yeah, like, I would just do, like, the episode where, like, uh, you know, uh, where, uh, 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 what's his name, Gary left for Patrick or something like that, you know what I mean? Or the episode where they do the, 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 fo uh, the football, uh, uh, the football game at the end, because that was, like, one of my fucking favorite ones, the band geeks oh my lord mm. yeah i had that shit memorized i'm telling you <laughs> that's so funny yeah that was like seminal comedy for me that was like yeah for sure um and now again so so i'm gonna say like you know yeah nickelodeon has theirs you know what i mean but like mm -hmm. it was so early on that they really like transitioned into like you know, being more like, hey, for like pre-teens, uh, I mean, uh, not pre-teens, uh, uh, preschoolers or something they like that. They did have the, oh, I, I thought you were talking about like Teen Nick. Uh, oh, yeah, they had that later on. True, true. I, I like remember being better like in the late kids. 90s as opposed to like going on into the 2000s, you know what I mean? Because, mm. yeah, you're yeah. right. Like in the 90s, they did have it popping with fucking all that Keenan and Kel. You can't deny Keenan and Kel. Uh, oh, I loved Keenan and Kel and all that. Yeah, but like... When it when everything started kind of to roll into more like animation, yeah, I was like, fuck, fuck watch Rocket Power. It was Rocket Power was so like a trying to be cool show. Like, look, kids, yeah. here's the new slang you should be talking. Look how we put the graphics up. Like, it just sort of oh. like, man, get out of here. This ain't the fucking show. When and, they were trying to create their own in show slang, like that ain't fucking that ain't catching on at all with anybody. Let me see. What was Our Real Monsters on? Our Real Monsters was dope, actually. What was that on? That was on Nickelodeon, yep. And Invader Zim, boom, Nickelodeon. <laughs> so look, they got theirs. <laughs> That's another one where I um, I actually never watched Invader Zim either. Oh my lord, you go back and watch that one. It is still, it is like the one, you know, that you can still go back to. Hell yeah. There, every time I see a clip... Of Invader Zim, I always have the. Why the fuck wasn't I watching this? Oh, like, man. I always it's remember dead up right, like right up my alley, humor wise. Like, I all yeah, I always remember being like, oh my god, why is this show not being shown more? Why the fuck are they showing? We are the Martians, the butt ugly Martians. Take that shit oh, off. God. 
<laughs> that ugly as show. I vaguely remember Butt Ugly Martians. But I you don't want to like... look at it. They aired it way more than the... <laughs> uh, yeah, but Cartoon Network, yeah, they had this shit fucking... They, they had it going on, because I remember the Cartoon, Cartoon Friday, look. Cartoon Network, oh, Fridays, look. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon, yeah. Cartoon, Fridays, la, 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 la. And I remember, I'm about to get so obscure with y'all. I remember they used to do the, oh, yeah, we're trying to, like, you know, push for new cartoons and, like, that sort of thing. So, like, they vote on cartoons, and you kind of be like, oh, my God, that cartoon. I hope that one uh, becomes a cartoon. There was one show called Kitty Bobo, and it was supposed to be about, like, I think it was like, it was about like, you know, cats or whatever, but it had like the sort of like, sort of looked like it was hidden for more like the teenage demographic with the animation style, it looked a little cooler, more refined, you know, but there was only one episode of it and it was supposed to be kind of like an allusion to, uh, I think it was like a Korean uh, person who went over to America and kind of like talking about his experience and like trying to be cool and trying to get a cell phone so that he could look cool, you know, early oh, 2000s shit. problems, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I remember. If anyone remembers fucking Kitty Bobo, <laughs> you are you are a real one. <laughs> You're a real Cartoon Network head. <laughs> you reminded me of the flip side of that, which mm -hmm. it's not very good. Fucking Kappa Mikey. What is that? It was like the it was like the white kid embracing like weeb culture. Kappa Mikey. You're saying it. I'm looking it up now. I remember it was not very good. Um, what, the, what is this? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just the animation. You What's see that? it? Yeah, it <laughs> awful. What is this? Get out of my face. It's a parody of Japanese anime featuring a young American actor named Mikey, uh, whose appearance is styled after Western cartoons. You got people that look like Dragon Ball Z, and you got a character that looks like a Pokemon. Oh God! It's always so played out when people like it's that. so and insulting and bad. Like you know, then I tried to because I he, I grew up with someone who like always. Oh my God! I was so into it ever since like fucking ever since Pokemon and Digimon, and then like I immediately fell right into like Cowboy Bebop and shit, and it was just like whoa! I just jumped into the deep end <laughs> when I was like nine and shit. <laughs> First off. We're starting with fucking Scott. That's what we're goddamn starting with. Break out the loud-ass fucking trumpets. You're starting with Serial Manifesto and Everything Goes Numb, requested by Charlie. So thank you, Charlie. Can I spoil something for you? Mm, go, go ahead. Uh, this was for a while. Probably, maybe in like my top five ska punk albums. Maybe ever? Oh, wow. <laughs> like... For me, if if you're talking ska punk, especially from like this time period, it was 2003, right? One of the first requests we ever got, if you remember, was Real Big Fish. Yes, that's true. The, yeah, and they got it took myself over. They did that, right? They did. And how long did it fucking take? Four, five years for us to be talking about Scott? Well, no. Wait a minute. We did. We talked know. about English beat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, how yeah. did we go this long without talk without talking about Scott Punk? But no, we have since then. Oh my lord! Speaking of cartoons and shit that reminds me of the '90s and happiness. <laughs> if the English beats the second wave, we're on to the third wave. Right. With the 2000s, uh, with uh, Streetlight Manifesto, I'm going to offer a content warning in that this album does on multiple occasions. Um, deal with the topic of suicide. So, if that is a sensitive topic for you, I offered in the description time codes. So, if you want to skip to the next album review, uh, the time code is down there for you. If you want to listen to the f uh, Freestyle Fellowship and skip this one, you can do that. But for those of you who would wish to stay and listen, we're going to talk about this album here debut album of Streetlight Manifesto, while it necessarily isn't a a concept album per se, it does definitely have its themes yeah. that come up a lot and aforementioned theme of kind of talking people through dealing with depression and talking people out of uh, taking their lives. Yeah, despite being so goddamn upbeat of music, right? That's the thing and, and it about kind of feels like that's the point, yeah. you know? Like, you, you, this is, you know, you hear so many songs that are like, 
this song sounds like it's happy, but it's actually sad. You know, like, we, we always get that, right? But we never get, like, Fucking this song is about a sad topic, but I'm trying to get you to not be sad. Yeah, like, it really is, like, the whole point of it is to take you out of it, and the music is definitely doing its job there. It's definitely pulling its weight. Right. So, like, it all has a purpose in a, in a very direct way. <laughs> but it starts off in a very different direction with Everything Went Numb, uh, which is a track detailing the events of a failed heist. Yeah. God damn, man. Like All the energy. <sighs> I feel like I'm going to re- be repeating myself a lot because... I will say this about ska punk, especially third wave. If you like it, you like it. Right. I understand if you don't, but a lot of the songs do end up kind of feeling a little samey. Yeah. Music wise. I, I I can definitely get that. But if you like the sound, then you really don't mind. Yeah. You know. It, it, yeah, for sure. It, it, like there's parts where they kind of delve into like dub and like. You know, that's what, and I do wish they would have leaned into that more because it would have been more, because you hear little like leads that be like, ooh, that was really fun. Why aren't you doing more of that? Wait, we can, we can mix this up. Come on now. <laughs> was this your first time listening to this? This one? is my first time listening to this. Yeah. And I took to it, to, I took to it like a fish to water. Like it was just <laughs> immediately just like, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Man, when you bring in fucking the gang vocals doing the woes, oh my shit god, like that, <laughs> I'm a sucker. I'm trying to see if there's even a song on here. Mm, no, I was seeing if there was like a standout weakest cut. I don't necessarily know if there is one. One that struck me a little lesser was the second track. Uh, That'll be the day. That it wasn't as catchy lyric-wise, and it was also more of a guitar-driven track that yeah. was kind of like, yeah, that's fine, but it's not necessarily what I want here. A lot of songs can be, like, all over the place with the energy in a, in a fun way, but sometimes it does, like, you'll get one or two tracks where it does kind of feel like, oh, oh where are we going? Whoa. <laughs> like, these songs are longer than you think they're going to be. Like, I thought Scott songs were... There are a few almost six-minute songs on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The uh, the only one I have written down here that it's that it is a bit awkward in parts was um, failing flailing. Yeah, that was what I I remember. I didn't like as much the first time, but then when I looked at the lyrics, I actually really enjoyed what they were doing. So it was yeah. This is definitely an album where if it's definitely an album where if you're not following following along lyric wise, you might miss stuff because the, it oh, is very fast. It is, it is dense. <laughs> but um, if the lyrics and the singing don't necessarily grab you, um, the music will definitely get you through. I think. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to. Re- I I really actually do think I'm looking at. It. I think I actually really uh had a solid time with it. I was thinking maybe one of the later tracks, but I was like. I don't think I hated it that much. I think, yeah, that'll be the day was slightly weaker, uh, you know, and I, I think I, uh, saddest song, uh, yeah, still pretty, ha- still actually very happy sounding, but <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so funny. It is the saddest song, but meanwhile, it's one of the few tracks that like explodes out of the fucking gate musically and yeah. it's so goddamn catchy, like. This album doesn't have any weak spots. Like, it doesn't slow down, which I really appreciate when yeah, albums just are. the arm. train going, for sure. I, yep. li- I really liked uh, Point Counterpoint. I liked the, oh, the Bob yeah. Dylan swag he had going on in the vocal delivery, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's, there's one, a moment of silence. The fucking swagger of that one. Oh, man. That one is such a fucking mood, and that one is one with the fucking gang woes. Yes. And following a moment of silence, which is a little slower, with the much faster and intense moment, moment of, of violence, violence. <laughs> which reprises the fucking trumpet solo yeah, from moment of silence. Like, yeah. 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 Let's That's the go. fucking shit. <laughs> There's just so much. I just want to go through just some of the lyrics just to just to highlight how fucking 
good some of the writing is in this goddamn album. Oh yeah, on uh, Point Counterpoint, which is I think one of the enjoy, uh, my top favorite tracks, uh, maybe yeah, top three. For sure. Just how much it switches up and keeps you with it the whole time. You'll smile and agree with everything they say. They'll try to tell you that it's all okay, but it's not, and you're shot and you're bleeding pretty bad, and you can't stop thinking about the things you never had, like a wife and a kid, and the things you never did. You're running around, you're living a life that's empty in the end, my friend. Oh, you'll you'll take back all you said. Oh, when the regrets fill your head. Trust me, I've been there before. I would not, uh, what is that? I would not wish it upon my greatest enemy. What irony. One's friends, but I find you'll have to learn this lesson on your own. And it's just like, I think I, I actually like was quoting like different parts because it's like, there's so many fucking, there's so many goddamn dense lyrics in this. They cram it in there, man. These songs are dense. And in the third verse, he goes like, uh, so I waited by the phone, but the phone never rang, and I sang so loud that I wouldn't hear the bang when the bang never came and I never got the call. Fucking thank you. I love you all. And I was like, whoa, where's this? <laughs> Something that's really considerate about Point Counterpoint is that it, it starts with the chorus sung way slower on, like, an acoustic guitar right. than when it's going to play later. And it teaches you the words. So when it comes up later when, and you're fucking sitting there and it kicks in again, you're like, oh, yeah, I know these words. i got to go to my head with a gun. And you're like, uh, I know yeah. this before. I know the words. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd do that more often. It actually took the time. Right. Man, that one, Point Counterpoint, I would have to say is... Every ska punk playlist on Spotify has to have this. <laughs> this point counterpoint is quintessential. It is a no must. Doubt. It is a must. Going from that into if and when we rise again. Whew, another a, a, uh, sampling. I think it's like a, a Russian Jewish tune. I think. Yeah, the thing I really like about this album compared to other ska punk bands of the time, there is kind of like a polka, maybe almost like what you hear in like pirate. Oh, like sea shanty sort of feels. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's not. Like, I've tried to listen to some more piratey stuff before. And I it's just. It's Jolly it. Roger. It's too much. <laughs> but when you've got the fast energy and the upbeat, even if you're talking about some really set, like, down topics, um, it, it fucking works, man. Like, I don't know how I can sell this to someone who isn't big into ska punk but like <laughs> if you are and you somehow haven't heard this one it's a must listen yeah for sure it, it, it really is what was like the fucking lyrics match the like it, it, i want to say it matches the music but uh but it really is like sad but then like i said it really is trying to bring you into that happy place like literally there's a track called a better place a better time and oh my god i'll be damned if this song didn't get me in the feels like <laughs> yeah that one that was one of the few tracks where it was, it dealt with that topic, but it dealt with it in such a more nurturing, reassuring tone than yeah. others do. That man, yeah, that's a fucking a bright spot. Yeah, for I, sure. Oh my god, he says, and when you wake up, everything's gonna be fine. Guaranteed that you wake in a better place in a better time. So you're tired of living, feel like you might give in. Well, don't. And you hear a whistle, like it's not your time. <laughs> And it's just like, oh my god, just when you hear them say it, where it's just like, yeah, no, no, like, like, just thinking about people who lived in the past that are living now at this age where things are legitimately, like, genuinely better, and it's just like being able to be like, god damn, it really is, I'm glad we actually, like, stuck around, you know, because, <laughs> like... Here's to life, fucking rip-roaring instrumental and i love the fucking back off don't you stop chorus on that one is so fucking in your face all-timer instrumental break on that one and the lyrics shouting out artistic heroes like uh hemingway salinger and van gogh and then the fucking outro kurt cobain yeah i don't know the behind the scenes i don't know the personal dealings of the members of Strela manifesto Obviously, it's a very important topic to them. I don't know the past. That might be the uh, the catalyst for that. But it definitely comes across and in a very meaningful way. And how they were able to deal with the topic so important and so touchy and not have the album be an absolute downer. Right, like, or, or have wow. it feel preachy, you know... 
Yeah, exactly. It doesn't come off preachy, and it's not a bummer. Like it's still a fucking. It's a. It's a mood. Oh it's yeah, fucking... these fucking lyrics fly at you. What was? Oh, in falling flailing. Uh, mm. I just want to put out this one lyric where he says, "Uh, everyone's falling down. Everyone's holding out for what you've got, but what you've got is sure ain't a lot. And you act like it is, but you know that it's not. And even if it was, would you ever give it up? If I told you what you had was really nothing, nothing, nothing. Yes. <laughs> like it's just like so many thoughts coming at you so quick. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, wait, what are you trying? Oh my god. <laughs> like no it's matter like what piece of this, guessing. I'm still thinking a lot though. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. It's like uh, well you say your life's a bore, and I can't disagree. If you judge by your life by the pieces of the shit that inhabit your TV, because they stand so proud and they talk so loud, and every other word is a lie. I found that everyone who's anyone is a waste of time. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> man, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to five. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Five. Yeah. <laughs> I have written down four point seven five, but I'm around that up because that just feels pointless. Honestly, oh yeah. But going from there, we're gonna rewind ten years prior. We're back here in 1993 with Freestyle Fellowship Inner City Griots, requested by Leela Yada, and this is unexpected. Most certainly, Un- unexpected in a few ways. I'm gonna go ahead and preface it by saying that, um, yeah. RC, I am going to. Flip it over to you because I'm I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say I'm a little conflicted oh, on this one. I believe you was conflicted. <laughs> I was screaming in hotel rooms, <laughs> listening to this. Listening to this album, I kind of came in cold, hadn't really heard like their stuff before, not really know what they're doing, and like I had that moment where it was like, okay, they're called Freestyle Fellowship, and it it definitely sounds like they are freestyling, like all of this <laughs> and it's one of those things where you're just it like it feels like it more on some tracks than others oh yeah for sure for sure because they have certain tracks where they're like rapping together on things like but even then it'll still have a certain energy that like doesn't fit a certain type of convention like they'll have like parts where like we're all rapping together and you would think this is the part of the hook where we keep things simple but we really don't we actually keep it going and you're just like whoa 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 that's where i was a little confused about there are some tracks that are obviously freestyles, and those tend to be the very short, kind of almost interlude tracks. Mm. There are a few, like, uh, Bomb Zombies and the intro Blood. They're only, like, a minute. I don't know. They, they still kind of sound freestyle, too, right? Like, because if you just listen to how they're, like, rapping, like, it so sounds like as their flow is coming out, it feels like they're trying to find where the next rhyme is. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah, hear them kind yeah. of doing it in a lot of ways, you know? But, it, it, like, you know when you hear someone freestyle, you're just like, oh, th- that didn't necessarily match on the time, but it's because you were just trying to find the time to bend the rhyme to the next point to go. Now you've got the flow, and then you can, you know, like... I mean, there are certain lines, like, on Shammy's, the line... <laughs> I said, damn, what's up with the flim flam and the wham to the bam to the thank you, man? Like, yeah, like it's I so hope, weirdly stream of conscious. Yeah. I hope that was freestyle. I yeah. hope no. you didn't sit down and think, oh, this is dope. I'm going to hit him with this. And yeah, there were a few moments like that where it's like you just kind of repeated a thing a lot. <laughs> And that's what it feels, it's this weird thing, like, I am also kind of conflicted where it's like, I feel like if this was, like, you know, something that, like, if Lil Wayne made an album more like this type, I think it would be a lot more interesting of a discography to go through, right? Like, rather than, you know, hey, Lil Wayne freestyles and stuff, but he doesn't really sound like he's, like, actually, like, I mean, a lot of times he actually does because he actually is really talented, but he wastes his time a lot of the time, you know. But if someone, like, really challenged him to, like, actually go, like, no, actually really keep fucking doing this shit in a way that's, like, really fucking cool. Like, if someone had, like, if someone was, like, a taskmaster, you know, just anyone that wasn't, you know, baby who only cared about dollar signs, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there was, like, if he had, like, a fucking Barry Gordy that was, like, no, we're trying to make sure this shit is dope, like, it would probably be something like this. It probably wouldn't be great all the time, but it would be, like, when you listen to this, it is that. Like, as I listen to it, like, yeah, ultimately, I know, like, yeah, these aren't, like, great, perfect songs, but the fact that in the moment you kept me kind of, like, going to, like, 
it's that type of energy where you're just like listening along to be like, where is he going to take the run? Where is he going to go? How is he going to bend it? And then he brought this thing back. Okay, he's bringing this back probably because he's trying to figure out where the next run going to go because this time he kind of like changed it to go that way. You know, like I like that. And I actually hear like Lil Wayne do that sometimes. Like remember that he did that one song where it was just like he kept changing the hook like to different things like as like the flow kept going on where it's just like, wait, this isn't actually a hook. He's just doing like a verse, but just like basically it's like, oh, that's really cool. Like things that really keep you going like, whoa, that's really cool where you're like who the fuck is even doing that you know having so much fun with like twisting the flows and shit like that but yeah like because it is so freestyle you do have more often moments than not where you'll just be like okay well like you know what it is it feels more like it's playing a game like you're playing a game of like trying to get as many like you know uh, uh, you're like, all right, someone just like told you, hustling quick, we got to get as many punchlines in, into the basket as possible. Let's go. Like, all right, what are you thinking? Boom, 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 like, go, go, go. So yeah, it's like, it's more like about the enjoyment of the craftsmanship of hearing how they do it this time, you know, when they come in, you know? So that's the I- interesting thing I'd give to this. The tracks I ended up giving the highest rating to, if we can jump to those, um, everything's everything. I love the saxophone solo in there that sounded like it was from like yeah. a fucking Spike Lee movie or something. I hate to give you a spoiler here, but yeah, that tends to be a common trait of the ones I like. The more sounded ones. Uh, with that said, Inner City Boundaries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jazzy as fuck intro and the goddamn xylophone. Yes. Please give me more of that goddamn xylophone. Oh my god. And Speaking the... of which, way cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Another one with the jazzy intro and more xylophone. Um, I also got park bench people, more xylophone, uh, heavyweights, mm-hmm. and I also really liked the. I don't know if you want to call them skits or what, but bomb zombies and tolerate. Tolerate, yeah, that was insane. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like we will not tolerate uh, beating, lynching, burning, raping, pillaging, drugging, mass murdering of blacks. We are not your ordinary. Yeah, yeah. And when they fucking Oof. brought up the thing about Jeffrey Dahmer, like that, was like doing, oh. I was like, holy shit. Now I gotta say, the worst cut. Which one? That's gotta be six tray. Six. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give That's it to that so one. Fucking awkward. It's when they're like not like focusing on what the fuck yeah. they're trying, and it focus feels like a weird thing. But like, there's certain times where like the track really directly falls apart because it, it's like it's they stretch out their flows or something to that effect. Where just like it just you know when they're coming at you a mile a minute with what they're doing like it hits better than when they're like yeah six tray where it's like now like i do like the three four flow that it kind of starts off with it kind of starts interesting i will give it that but then it kind of gets lost in the soup after a while when we get into the second verse you know there's like parts where like he'll like uh finish a rhyme and then like take an extra couple seconds and then say this other rhyme and like you know the rhymes aren't really that great so like uh, it's that point that i'm making it's like when you they slow down and you really have to think about what they're saying and you're just like what what? That wasn't that great. What are you even talking? Is this a gangster rap song? I don't know what you're going for. Like That was a song in particular that struck me as having lines that like didn't even try to rhyme either. Yeah, yeah. And like for an album that is kind of like freestyling or whatever, that honestly didn't seem to be much of a problem. Like if even if the rhymes were like weaker, it, they still found a way to get there. Yeah. But that like that one was just kind of like just a little sloppy, um, noticeably so. Yeah, like okay, uh, going back to like Shammy's, which you know maybe not the best subject matter, but like I was, a b- I figured we'd get to Shammy's yeah. next. But yeah. it, it it like if you as you're listening to it, it at least has like you know like you're saying what you want like. Oh, just like rhymes kind of like busting out of here and there and there, you know, like Shammy, not the Jenny on the Jimmy or the Jammy, you double whammy, not your mammy, your granny, but maybe your lady's a Shammy if she looks like, if she likes to put her nickname on her fanny. (laughs) This is an odd track because... You don't know what it's ultimately really trying to say? (laughs) Yeah, while it doesn't necessarily have the best subject matter and it's it's very sexist, yes, yes, but it still manages to be funny and clever with its wordplay now where it gets a when it where it gets real confusing for me mm. is at the end where we then have yeah. one of the one of the members of the group decide hey 
I would never say that. Right. Because I respect black women too much to say... To what the fuck? What are you doing here then? Yeah. Like, it's, it felt so phony. Yeah. After three or four verses of this. And even after, you still hear in the background, your mom is a shit. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a... Shit. Like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? Like, All it, right? it doesn't feel like a lesson song in the sense of like, you know, hey, you can have some songs where it's like, oh, someone's being an asshole, but then like, oh, it's showing you like the thing at the end. But yeah, they, it doesn't really come together like that because he's not even really like committing to like speaking against that. Like, yeah. It totally felt silly having that tacked on at the end. I yeah. was like, what the fuck is the point of this? Now, I will say, what was funny is earlier in the song where you have the one dude who was saying, like, uh, let me tell you, she was rubbing on my knees with a permanent crease, turned around, and then she was pulling all my BVDs. Yo, baby, I did not Don't say do you could do that. Could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the most, like, oh, my God. That's, like, legitimately, like, <laughs> sexy as shit, like. I had that written down. That was a fucking goddamn moment. So fucking good. I love that. And, and that's the like sporadic, like out of nowhere energy that like you can yes. kind of find on a lot of these cuts, right? Where it's just like, oh, you really threw me off of that because there's this manic energy. You can tell they're like really trying to like you know come up with shit off, off the dome. At least for a lot of these tracks. I like the uh, yeah Heat Miser, AC Alone's uh, that's solo a good track. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that one fucking lyric where, you know, it's interesting, like, they'll delve into horrorcore, but they don't, like, really commit to it, because, again, they're just kind of, like, going from one thing to the next, like, they're, like, Tarzan swinging from rhyme to rhyme, and then it's like, it just happens to dip into this subgenre, but I wasn't really trying to do that, like, you know. If it comes up, they don't spend much time on it. Yeah, like, uh, Heat Miser, he goes like, uh, don't you hate it when your ice pick sticks right in the skull, and you gotta pull it out with two hands? Don't you hate it when your chainsaw's out of gasoline and you gotta use a butcher's knife on a man? And he's just like, Whoa, And it's like, this has from? definitely not been this group up until right, this, this point. this is a fucking grave diggers. <laughs> it, just, it just happens. And it's it kind of comes out of nowhere, but not jarring. It's just like, y'all have been doing whatever the fuck you wanted, obviously. So this isn't any different. You know what they're They're more foo-schnickens. You know, um, like when you listen to Foo Snickets and it's just like, even if you don't really get what they're saying, it's like, but they're doing it at you, spinning at all of these references at you really fast. And the point is that they're coming at you really fast, that it feels like, you know, you're watching the fucking uh, cartoon channel on acid, right? Like that's the... <laughs> The sort of, you know, feel of it, right? Um, and I yeah. remember, uh, actually, I went back and listened to our uh, episode on uh, the Wu-Tang uh, first album and how there was a mm. song on there that kind of, like, tried to fit into that mold, the Method Man song, you know? And I remember we didn't like that one as much because it was a lot slower, you know? And it's just, like, just mm. kind of, like, belaying out these references that aren't really that clever because they're not really, like, punchlines. They're just the references. So it doesn't really work if yeah. you're just, like, doling them out. It works when it's, like, coming at you a lot faster. Snoring with the buttons, the hills, you know, because you're just like admiring the technique, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what it is about this. When you can um, admire the technique, that's when the song's really good. But when they're like slower, like, uh, yeah, Six and Trey, like like I said, at first it was a 3 4 where you're like, oh shit, that, that's kind of cool. But yeah, it just falls apart with what they're really doing. You reminded me that there are a few tracks where they do kind of delve into more of like a speed rapping kind of technique and i think it works sometimes better than others sometimes it feels way too rushed and like yeah it sounds like they're like slipping over their words sometimes yeah there's no way you're gonna figure out exactly what the fuck they're saying either like it's too fast yeah um which does come in with the feeling a bit freestyled feeling less structured and kind of like what we talked about with the the horrorcore elements randomly just kind of whatever the fuck they feel like doing yeah bomb zombies i didn't really enjoy like that oh okay i was like wait what's happening like at first i kind of wanted to enjoy it but then when it the second verse just kind of fell apart with that like you're still doing abstract but it was like almost trying to tell the story but didn't really do it like you know what i mean yeah like, oh, she had the baby, the baby had the she, the baby had the key, but maybe the lady was really a he, I don't know, but y- you think she broke her neck when she oops of blood bounce around her child, somehow she managed to look at the infant one last time before she cut off, and it's like, 
What? Listening to these guys and their technique and their personalities, I wouldn't exactly say I would expect good storytelling. Because it's not exactly what I'm here for, listening to them. It doesn't feel like a strong suit of theirs when they try to do it. It does come off a little awkward. Now, I will say I did enjoy Cornbread, which actually did kind of like... Like it's, good. it's one of the it was a better sort of use of them telling a story in that like it wasn't really a story it was just about him being like oh ridiculous I did this and then I did that like uh leap out the room grab the old broom eat a watermelon and walk on the moon and then to Napa Valley rap his alley and stayed a week I met the queen of all my dreams and we danced cheek to cheek and then we freaked had a fight with King Kong Godzilla and Rodan Johnny Sacco's giant robots and wrestled with Kodan I jumped in a rocket with Davy Crockett headed for no man's land and landed on a scene on the uh, and seen a time banded in the Saying, I travel with Gulliver and I'm not gullible, lovable hunk on a patrol looking for Alcapuco gold. Like, you know, that's kind of like, oh, that sounds pretty, like, cool. Like, you know, the, how he's kind of like telling this free-flowing story. Like, it loses you sometimes, but you're like, oh, oh, I'm kind of catching that, you know, all of these references that he's throwing out, you know? Like... It definitely doesn't feel as old as it is. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's that, that's the energy... The energy of it gives it a more timeless feel to Because, like, yeah, while it is from, like, 1993, it doesn't feel like this came out exactly at the time of Fush Dickens, you know? Like... I don't know if it was, like, a style thing that was just, like, different, because there definitely weren't, or at least things that we've listened to on the show, that this style or, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it managed to stand out and not feel of its time. And I'm trying to pinpoint exactly why that might be i i think i think part of it might be like just the fact that it is like it doesn't feel like it's trying to play into the gimmicks of a certain time and i think that lends a certain a, a bit of timelessness to it in that like it's not touchable like even like far sides album like it still really sounds like it's in the 90s because like at a certain level they're still like working with producers stuff like that but with this energy they're doing it's so like weirdly of their own like it, 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 it's not pin downable of like, you know what I mean? As much what their, uh, what would be their, uh, what what would be their exact contemporaries? You know. I guess it also helps that it's a bunch of dudes. Yeah, that's very true too. That it just kind of jumps around from style to style. So yeah, but but it like it doesn't sound like like it still sounds like it came out way after like a Wu Tang Clan you know album because that sounds like dirty yeah. and gritty even though this is like only one year later you know. Yeah, that's wild. It's definitely on a different level than that. Yeah, and hot potato. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the beginning with the, the the hook that slowly like turns into a verse. <laughs> like, uh, what did you think of Mary? Mary, let me see. Yeah, their one track where they actually were able to stay on topic. (laughs) Um, I thought that was okay. (laughs) And especially for a, such a overused cliche. Right. Love song for weed. I thought it was better than most of the songs we hear that are that kind of go down that road. Yeah, like compared to the, the the Cypress Hill, you know, the typical average Cypress Hill joint, you know, like <laughs> yeah. And I definitely got to chalk that up to the attitudes of the dudes in the group. Like they bring a different a, a different angle. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I feel like sometimes. It's either like over romanticized or for sure, or just like borderline obsession in the in the lyrics, and it just kind of comes off like, all right, maybe <laughs> not. But this was different. I imagine I've never heard these dudes before, like outside of this context. Yeah, like peace. Like I don't know what else I could have heard him from. When would I have ever encountered him? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I really liked how they ended it too, where it was just like a. The government is loving it, you dealing it, they killing it, so I defend the herbal blessing with verbal expression. So roll, roll, roll your joint gently at the seams, merrily, merrily, merrily. Life is not a dream. <laughs> it's like, it like a weirdly dark way of ending it. It's like, huh? I think that was part of it too, right? Like, it doesn't just let you be happy. You're just like, what, what, what was that, man? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's not a dream, bitch. Oh, 
Okay, so I, I remember you said you enjoyed Park Bench. I actually didn't enjoy this one as much. Uh, I felt like, again, when they slow down, it becomes too, like, apparent how loose the rhyme schemes are. You know what I mean? So, like, there'll be yeah. times where they're just, like, straight up not rhyming shit on so many parts, and it just feels rambly after a certain point. Like, that's when it starts to lose you, when it starts to lose me, right? Like, where it just feels like, okay, I couldn't find where Ron was, so now it just kind of sounds like... And, you know, when you're just falling out of the flow, and it's just like, my brain can't, like... You're not... I'm not able to pick up what you're doing, because now it just sounds like you're just talking, you know? Like... I do actually have written down that, yeah, this is one that barely qualifies as a rap song. Right. <laughs> Beat like, poetry. it is more kind of stream of consciousness than a structured rap song, especially more so than or less than the other songs on the album yeah i don't know again i guess like talking about the fucking uh the last album when you've got a jazzy as fuck instrumental going i'm more willing to overlook the other maybe weaker it, aspects. it does a lot of work for it <laughs> yeah it does a lot of the legwork for sure heavyweights the uh the crew cut what did you think of that one I liked that one. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I, I really loved the uh, the dude coming in, uh, the Jamaican dude coming in. He's like, now if you want a clean fight, none of, none of, none of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I re- yeah, I liked that they had the bell ringing between each verses and it kind of had the uh, the crowd noise, yeah, like, it, cheering. It felt like a more uh, fleshed out version of a uh, Chef vs. Meth, which was a. Uh, song i think on the wu-tang double album right where it was just like oh man it's like chef uh chef versus beth oh this is awesome and then they only do like two verses that are like barely about each other and it's just like oh come on we could have done more with this (laughs) it kind of sucks that sometimes they do just they're just rapping about nothing sometimes like the lyrics aren't necessarily about anything and especially if you are presenting it as like a boxing match or something it's like how are we scoring on points? So we're like, oh, I got you now, motherfucker. I'm <laughs> like, respond to their one of their lines, you know? Like, Yeah, it's like, what? I think the only issue I had is that it went on for a little too long. Yeah, It was absolutely. like a six-minute track. And, and they'll have track, like, I think on here in particular, where times where, like, you know, you think, like, wait, did they just say nonsense? And they're like, yeah, no, no, that was just nonsense. They didn't say anything. They didn't have anything planned for that. You guys just fucked up. <laughs> Like, but it'll happen for like a long time sometimes where it's just like, Felicity's only got it. And you'd be like, what? That wasn't anything. Do that again. <laughs> it's funny that you have songs like, especially if it's like a gimmicky song where like you have the boxing motif or whatever, that definitely feels like it goes on for too long. But then you have other songs like the, like the freestyle interludes. That are way too short. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like, like I love the energy not, of those. Yeah, yeah. Why is it not more to that? Uh, although I will say, a part of uh, I think it was Self Jupiter had a really good verse on Heavyweights, where it was like it was a part where it did st- start sounding like he was messing up, but then he actually made it work. It's like uh, it'll appear rhyme travel is a motherfucker. Wooka wooka teardrops falling on my blood. Got a headache. Got a glitch 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 in my neck. Shake rattle roll down below it. And I was like, oh, you actually made that fucking work. fucking caught it yeah (laughs) did you fucking see the you just reminded me to see the video of uh 21 savage he was on stage performing and he about lost his footing and fell but like he does that thing where he takes like five or six really big steps in front of him and he like recorrects and like is able to like rebalance himself and keep walking but it looks like he's about to eat shit like five times uh, this is classic going off, watching a uh, performance. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> that really does look like the fucking new dance. Like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa! Everybody okay. do the whoa! <laughs> I did think the album could have ended stronger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the one with, like the last two tracks. I absolutely did not like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Respect, dude. I thought I, they were okay. Yeah. But I wasn't. Yeah. They, they, they like it becomes to a point where you're like this is really meandering and losing focus very quickly. You know what I mean? 
And what was he saying? And at one part he's like, worthless, I slam. Dance are the cold crush. I started peeing my pants out. Glance. What? Like, what? You can't say I started peeing my pants and not, like, what? <laughs> so, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight came out in 1980, okay? Yeah. So, this song, 1993, and... Because I think Rapper's Delight is one of the songs that's sampled. Because they're sampling a bunch of old school beats. And like, uh, oh, hey, yeah, we're yeah. showing love and respect. Right, that's to how it starts school. off. And it, it, but it, that's not really... A lot of these songs, like Simpsons episodes, like <laughs> they start with one thing. And they just kind of end up in another completely different plot. <laughs> so, my point is, that was 13 years ago. How weird would it be if someone this year... Recorded a song and was like, hey, respect to the old school, and was just sampling songs from 2008. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that relative, oh, that is so insane. <laughs> that is so funny. Like, yeah, when you see those early 90s songs, like Tupac had a song, this dedicated to the old school. <laughs> the Freestyle Fellowship in 1993 saying, hey, old school, and let's just say for... There were songs that were more recent, but let's just use uh, uh, Rapper's Delight as the fucking, as the benchmark here. Right. That would be like if someone in 2021 had a song that sampled songs like Sexual Eruption by Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Lollipop by Lil Wayne, okay, see, so Day and that. Night by Kid Cudi. Oh my, <laughs> now, now that was making me feel older. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's... <laughs> Fucking whatever you like. Kiss me through the phone. Oh, yeah. Remember when hip-hop was classic and not so sold out like it is now. Man, I still hear radio songs play Kiss Me Through the Phone. Like, radio stations yeah. play that. Like, out of all of them, really? Right. That's the one you go to. I guess the love song, you know, that's what sticks around, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, one more sidetrack before, before we wrap things up here. Um, mm. We talk about... Um, Funny radio edits, right? Mm. Have you ever heard the song Peaches by Justin Bieber on the radio? No. So, the chorus, for the for those who are unaware here, I got my peaches out of Georgia, oh yeah shit, I get my weed from California, that's that shit, I took my chick up to the north, yeah, badass bitch. Okay? Okay. So the radio edit, <laughs> Great <lyric>. seriously... <laughs> It has him go. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah. I get my from California. That's that. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah. It seriously has him go. Like what the fuck is even the point of leaving that there? You might as well cut the whole shit. Uh, featured artists Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Oh. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's a mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, uh, what did you end up giving uh, this piece of hip hop history? Yeah, I give it a three and a half. I would go. Hey, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's like it's definitely again like enjoying the lyrical exercise of like this is definitely a, at least listen to it once. You know, so that you can have all of those popping moments of like, oh shit, how, uh, look how they bended the rhyme that time. That's kind of cool. And then being like, okay, they kind of didn't get that one, but that one was kind of cool. You know, it's like a, it's like, you know, uh, what I, how I used to watch Twilight Zone, where it'd be like, not all of these are good, but the point is that you don't know what's going to happen next because it's not episodic. I mean, uh, it's not, uh, you know, like the same characters. So you never know what's going to happen with this one, <laughs> you know, like. Surprising lack of homophobia. Yeah. Like, yeah. It comes up a few times, but not in a overtly offensive way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not exactly how I've come to expect rap songs from oh, 1993 Lord. to be. Lord, common. Uh, what an unexpected uh, one, ladies and gentlemen. Go back and listen. <laughs> uh, Excelsior viewers, go back and listen to that episode on Common. Oh, God. Where, just in case you thought he was the fucking knit sweater, uh, you know, mid-2000s. You, you remember those music videos where he was wearing that big-ass, puffy-ass hat? <laughs> <laughs> Come close to me, babe. You know, you thought he was there. Oh, boy. But if there is an album that you would like to hear our thoughts on, you can head on over to our Kofi. That is K-O-F-I. 
dot com slash going off. That's G O I N O F F. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, so you will not miss any special announcements. Well, we both got Twitters, we both got Patreons and Kofis and YouTube, so if we mention it, if you follow us on all our socials, you're not going to miss it. I wanted to bring up, just because like, it just blew my mind as someone who listened to Gorillaz for a really long fucking time and, and didn't realize what, what, what that noise was. You know, you listen to a lot of Gorillaz, there's lots of just sounds on there, you know. Uh, you listen to Clint Eastwood, you think you remember all of it, you know, and all of how it goes. You, do you know about what happens a minute and 16 seconds into that song? Okay. That little, like, sound like he's wiping his nose? Yeah, he's, uh, he's not wiping it. <laughs> he's treating it, as you might uh, say. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> I never knew that. No fucking way! <laughs> yeah. He's apparently, uh, while the rapper was out, he's snorting a lot, and then it's like, alright, time to do the hook. I have it! <laughs> wow, holy shit! <laughs> like, and, and, like, the fact that it's, like, so, you know, so early before the verse ends, like, that's, you know, like, that's not just, like, an effect. It's like, no, he's like, Snip, I need the time for it to affect. Alright, let's go! <laughs> wow, holy shit. That, that's amazing that it's left in. Right? Like... <laughs> and very curious that they decided to leave that in, but good on them, I guess. Cheeky gorillas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fucking Damon. You never know what, he, what, what he's gonna do. Right. In oh. those experimental early days of gorillas. I doubt he'd do that now. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I doubt you're gonna hear that on fucking Song Machine. Yeah, gorillas is too much of a mainstream production at this yeah. point. <laughs> Man, speaking of gorillas and being mainstream, mm. do you remember when they were on fucking stage with Madonna? Oh my lord, I do! Because that was when I was watching fucking <laughs> Everything Gorillas, and it was like, yay, gorillas, and they're on stage. Why do they have to... I mean, alright. <laughs> I... That fucking blew my fucking mind, man. Seeing that shit was just like, wow. Yeah, the hang-ups, does anyone remember hang-up? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the fucking song that samples the goddamn uh, ABBA song, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. Not gonna, <laughs> You're not gonna <laughs> check me on that one. Uh, like, you, you can say anything, I guess, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Hung Up is the one that samples uh, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. The, oh, uh, a man at the, the midnight. Yeah. I think I've heard it now, one. yeah, yeah. Um... On another really small tangent during our outro, um, are there any songs that you hear and they're in your head a specific way that isn't how they actually go? Oh, all the fucking but time. <laughs> it's because you heard it in a weird way that now that's right. just your official headcanon? For sure, definitely. Like, uh, I think I might have talked about the time where there's something where it was like, uh, uh, I downloaded the song from like uh, Livewire or something like that, the Wu Tang mm -hmm. Triumph song, and there's a part of it where it the, on the genius verse it skips, and so now my brain goes like, yeah, I guess that's just how the song goes, <laughs> you know, like that's how my brain uses it. Or like Outcast, there was a uh, version that someone I, I probably intentionally fucked it up on the forever ever forever, and I remember it being forever 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 forever. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> What? You had to have done that on purpose. No one f just forgot that part. You can't not hear that. <laughs> like... In my head, um, let's get it started by uh, Black Eyed Peas. Uh -huh. Well, actually, no. Before I say that, because you reminded me, there's another incidence. Um, there's an um, example of um, downloading a song and it being weird and how it downloaded. And that's just how it is in my head now. Right. Um, when the song was new, I downloaded Song 2 by Blur, talking oh, about fucking times. Damon again. Woohoo! In my mind, it fucking, it was twice. Like, it was twice as long. Oh, the song is like four minutes instead of two? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh yeah! And then right after that it goes... Dude, that's awesome! If it I, kicks in again! I love that song so much, I would definitely want to hear it twice. <laughs> The song let's get started by black eyed peas um during the chorus where it's like uh let's get it started. Yeah. like it's it's ending in my mind i hear 
the guy from Lost Lonely Boys singing How Far Is Heaven? What? Now, now here, I don't know if anyone's going to remember this. There was a Grammy performance. I think it was the Grammys. It might have been MTV. Oh. Let me make sure. It was... <laughs> it was all came out around the same time, right? Like, yeah, it's around 2003, 2004. Yeah, so this, this sounds like a clusterfuck, and it was. So on stage... Okay, it was, it was 2005. Yeah. All four bands are on stage at the same time. You've got... Black Eyed Peas. You've got Los Lonely Boys. Mm. You've got Maroon 5. Oh. And you've got... Franz Ferdinand, and they're <laughs> wow. all, so friends are playing Take Me Out, Black Eyed Peas are doing, uh, let's get it started, Lost Lonely Boys are doing Heaven, Maroon 5 is doing, uh, <laughs> I honestly that. don't remember, <laughs> uh, probably if I had to guess, I won't go without you, was that earlier? They're probably doing this love, Yeah. if I had to guess. So, during the outro of the song where they're all just jamming at once and it's a fucking clusterfuck, uh-huh. you hear, you have uh, Will I Am singing, um, Let's get it started! And you hear the fucking guy from Lost Lonely Boys going, How far is heaven? <laughs> like, trying to do it at the same speed and to make it sound natural, like, oh, these just flow together. Like, how did anyone think of this brilliant mashup? And it's, no, because it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so that's your homework, off-goers. Find the 2005 <laughs> performance of Black Eyed Peas, Maroon 5, Lost Lonely Boys, and Franz Ferdinand on stage all at the same time. And Kitty Bobo, find that cartoon. <laughs> and also, while you're at it, look up your boy RC on Twitch. Oh, that's right. Your boy's doing his goddamn thing. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. I mean... <laughs> I was over here, I, I took a big swig yeah, of water, right, and I was he's like... got this, uh. oh, he's got this! <laughs> you know what it was right there? You know the intro to, to Family Matters? Uh. Where they pass the fucking b- basketball to Waldo, <laughs> and it smacks him in the side of the face? <laughs> That's what happened just there. I was like, ah, I know RC's gonna take it to the hole. Here you go, talk about your Twitch! And it just, ping! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, uh, you, you do stuff over there, and yeah, isn't that I, right? I be streaming and shit. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, just added a new tier. Uh, if someone wants to actually pay for me to listen to an album live, uh, oh shit! Yeah, and request it, and we can do a stream that way. So you know, he- head on over and uh, and request that if you dare, if you dare. Uh, sorry, that's that spicy. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, the first thing someone brought up was they're like, "Hey, we should make rap critic listen to that Black Tarzan Capadonna album." <laughs> oh. oh man! I was like, goddamn! It's like I'll be damned if I'll have like a favorite song of mine. Oh, like and oh from this album cover. <laughs> man, if there's a if there's a day in particular where you're sitting around and you're like, man, I've got a whole big chunk of chain. Uh, I got a chunk of the day that I just got. You know, I'm just going to hop on the stream for a bit. Who's to say people don't come together in your Discord and have you listen to a goddamn four-hour Lil B album? Oh, don't. Don't you put that juju on me, man. <laughs> we don't do this. See, that's I, where you got to fucking put a caveat yeah, on how yeah, long yeah, like, You will have to speak to me. We, we, we be re- Let's be reasonable. You, you're going to be speaking to me, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not you know, some uh, big-time guy machine where you just you put the thing into the feed and then, you know, the guy's going to get it later on. Like, no, I am a person. I'm going to be seeing this and being like, you are you are <laughs> sending me right now. Like, you're, just because it's over email doesn't mean you're not technically sending me fa- technically face-to-face. Like, you are giving me directly what you want me to do. And you want me to listen to this for a Come on, son. 
<laughs> I only do about two hour streams. I'm not even gonna get to that. I'll do my high, I'll do the highlights from that album. How about that? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, like a maximum of an hour and a half. Right. If it's any longer than that. It's just gonna be the first whatever. It's <laughs> just songs. gonna be my head in my hands the whole fucking time. <laughs> I ain't gonna get to the end. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah. If I, if I do the best, because a lot of those songs are like fucking boring and half of them are goddamn the same. But if yeah. I were to like, yeah, skip to the best parts, like the fucking uh, one where he tries to do the Rick Ross voice, but he actually sounds like a fucking uh, hood ghost trying to scare you, like yeah, in my black way back. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> where he doesn't like offbeat, where he just goes like, uh, yeah, you know what's a fact. <laughs> I don't know that offhand. Yeah, actually, he like tries to do the because that was like the thing of the dude, you know, to do the ad libs like, oh yeah, like the boss, Ugh. but he would just do the oh. beat, so it just sounded hilarious. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, but with all that said, um, are we doing a show next week? Uh, I think we should be capable of it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, then you know where to find us. And until then, for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And Kablam! Big up the massive!